Oh, motherfucker, you can't have my cornbread. That's for damn sure. Because if you try to take my cornbread, part two of my killing spree gonna begin up in here on your ass right now. If you think about my cornbread, they get the taste out your mouth. That's for damn sure. Now, fuck him. Fuck this. Because I'm from New York City, goddammit. Nobody take no cornbread from me. That go for you and any other you motherfucking farmers wanna try some shit. You fuck around with me, it's gonna be consequences and repercussions. What's going on, family? Welcome to another episode of the Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast. I'm your boy, Trey Frazier. I got my brother, Maestro Styles here with me. Yes, sir. Shout out to all of our Facebook Live viewers right now. Make sure y'all continue to follow us on the Facebook page. Click that like button. Also, you can follow us on our YouTube channel, our Instagram, which is at Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast. And you can follow us on Twitter at Barbershop S-P-O-R-2. What up, fam? How's, uh, how the week been? We've been good, man. Uh, made a little money. Uh, DJing a bachelor party over the weekend. So, shout out to the to the groom-to-be. And, uh, you know, then we out here. All right, all right. That's the stuff. Ain't nothing wrong with making a little money on the side. Ain't nothing wrong with making a little bit of money on the side. That's what's up. That's what's up. Hey, man. After this past week, bro, I've just come to the conclusion, and I think we've kind of come to this before, but we we suck at predictions, bro. <laughs> More importantly, I don't know shit. I don't know nothing. I don't know nothing, bro. We, like, we, we, like, we suck. <laughs> you know, I, I pride myself. I, I think Trey and I, and I always make it a point to say to say this when when it's applicable, applicable, however you say it. Yeah. Um, man, the idea of the Bob Shaw Sports Talk podcast is we don't really know what the fuck we talking about, man. Like, you know, we could throw a couple of stats we heard on on you know ESPN yep. or on on social media, or whatever. But I don't know, man. I don't I don't know what be in the heads of these peoples. I don't know what go into the day to day of being an athlete. I just be watching TV on my phone talking shit amongst uh my peers and and and, and you of of course and you know see and throwing shit at throwing shit at the wall that's what i be doing man to I don't see if really it stick knowing. to see if the i don't damn really be knowing stick. i don't really be knowing nothing man i mean i think we predicted about five series to end in sweeps <laughs> last yep. week mm-hmm. <laughs> and only and, and only and the least expected one became the sweep yeah let's start there Let's let let's start right. I there. think there's no other place to start. I let's, think that's the majority of our show. Let let's start right there in Brooklyn last night, Game Four, Boston, Brooklyn, and uh, well, I'll, I'll I'll say this. I'll say this. 
just in regards to game four. Um, Kevin Durant showed up for the first time in the series in game four. 39 points, I think. 39, yeah. Mm-hmm. 39 points, uh, eight rebounds, I think six assists, something like that. Um, and, and, and Kyrie um, did not have a Kyrie-like type of a ball game. But it appeared, bruh, and I, I was tweeting during the game toward those final few minutes, but it appeared that Scott Foster and his crew were trying to get the next one with okay. Jason Tatum fouling out, which I would have never which was bullshit. expected. Yeah, well, that, that was a bullshit call. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, agree. 100%. Um, with some of the other calls down the stretch, and you saw the Nets cutting into that lead. I think it was like 15 points um, that the Nets had to come back from, and they cut it to one point, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, and so it was like, oh, they they trying they trying to get the Nets one. They they trying to not let the Nets embarrass themselves here. So then KD gets to the line, shoots a free throw, cuts it to two, and then I see the teammates huddling, and I'm like, yo, they he gonna miss this on purpose. Try to get a rebound, get a put a quick putback to tie the tie the game up. Cause is that what you got from that? That's 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 kind of what I got from it at first. That's what I got from oh. it at first. Cause okay, oh okay, okay. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, because remember it was twenty something seconds left, and so, they were down one point. He hit the free throw, and they were down one. I thought not two. He was down. He hit uh, one. That okay. had him down one. They had, okay. After he hit one, I thought he was down one, and then he missed for the tie. That's I what think I thought he, happened. Okay, I think he was down two, but I'm, I'll double okay. check that. But I, but I sure. thought he was down two because I, I thought, okay, they're gonna miss this on purpose. Get a quick rebound, quick put back, tie the game up, whatever. At that point, it was like, what do you lose? At that point, you're already down three zero in the series. At that point, yeah. you're just doing anything to just get a win. At that point, so. He missed the second one, and they run back to the other end of the floor. And, and nobody Marcus plays Smart, defense. Nope, and nobody nope. plays defense the entire way that Marcus Smart ran to the rim. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and nobody stopped yep. the ball or nothing. <laughs> and then they would let Al Horford, old ass, run right up behind them and, and, and get the rebound for the, you know, to seal the game, you, yeah. know, for, you know, for all intents and purposes. Yeah, man. Um... I'm not surprised that they got beat in this series. I'm surprised that they got swept in this We're series. We're all surprised they got swept. I think I don't think there is a soul outside I don't think there is a soul that um that was that saw a sweep coming. Yeah. No, not not at all. Not at all, man. Yeah. And and, and um, this is well, Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, well, if you no, finish your point because I, I want you to finish your point before I get into where you know where I'm at. Yeah, because I was just gonna say because it this sweep is embarrassing on so many levels for the Nets. Um, obviously, you have Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving on your roster, and I do understand that this team had all kinds of ups and downs from James Harden quitting on the Nets to the trade to getting Ben Simmons. Mm. And now Ben Simmons doesn't want to play. And Kevin Durant got hurt for a few games. Kyrie Irving with the mandate stuff where he couldn't play Mm -hmm. in Brooklyn. So the Nets had to overcome a bunch of things 
yeah. um, that affected their chemistry. I mean, let's let's call it what it is. I mean, mm-hmm. they threw out and Joe Harris being out and Joe Harris not being there, and so they've had to put out multiple different lineups every night because you didn't know who was going to play. Um, and so to get to this point and for Vegas to have them as the favorite was really like, they, I mean, they were thinking like we were all thinking like, okay, Hell, I had it's Kevin Durant. It's, Ky- it's Kevin Durant. It's Kyrie Irving. Um, they'll find a way like that was, that was sort of my mindset was that they're going to find a way to navigate through this conference. Now I didn't have them going to the finals, but I thought that they would beat Boston in the series in, in seven games. Um, but it's embarrassing on that level because of the superstars that they have. And not only that, in addition, look, we, we, we talked about it. You, you brought it up. We predicted five sweeps in these playoffs and this was the least expected of the, you know, the sweeps to happen. Brandon Ingram got the Pelicans too. Yeah. Pascal Siakam got the Raptors one. Right. Yeah. And I don't, and I don't, I don't yeah. think, I think he had an okay game five last night, but we'll, we'll talk about that series too. But Pascal Siakam, he got the Raptors one. Um, yeah. DeMar DeRozan, who's having a awful series against yeah. Milwaukee, got them one with the 41 yeah. points. Trey Young Trey got him. Yeah. Got one. <laughs> and yeah. he's having an awful series. Um, Jokic got the Nuggets one. You know what I'm saying? So you're telling me you got KD and Kyrie and y'all couldn't get one? Yeah. Y'all couldn't get not one? Yeah. Um, look, man. And look, I get it. If I get everybody who was on the, you know, Katie's not the best player. I, um, I with you. Agree. I even at this stage, I well, even at this stage, I gotta agree. Um, but here's the thing: mm-hmm. all the Katie slander is 100 percent wanted. Every every negative. Um, thing he's getting every negative that the you know i've seen he clapped back at charles barkley for calling yep. him a bus rider with the warriors um and you know which, which was i disagree with by the way um uh, i'm not gonna say i disagree with it I, the i the idea is is that mm-hmm. even though i i guess on both of those situations um charles barkley with the rockets and charles barkley with the sixers i mean it mm-hmm. depends on how you looked at his role i mean was he the star in Philadelphia, um, and was he the star in? Uh, I, I definitely, I, I, I don't know enough about him in Philadelphia to tell you if he was the number one guy. Um, in Houston, I don't think he was the number one guy. I think it was uh, Hakeem. Mm-hmm. Certainly um, the number, and, certainly the number one in Phoenix for certain. Yeah, right. without 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 a doubt. Um, but that's not what I disagreed about. What I what okay. I disagreed with was Charles saying that. KD was a bus rider in Golden State. I only disagree with that for the reason that when you watch those two finals that they won, KD clearly was the best player throughout those two separate playoffs. Like he didn't just come along for the ride. He balled in those two playoffs. He runs. definitely did ball. I, I and and, and I, 
let me say this. I agree with you too. Just I agree with you on that sentiment. But I I will say this. Um, there is something to be said for somebody who joined a team who was in the finals. Yep. The prior and, year. And won a chip already. Yep. A seventy three and nine team. And mm-hmm. I and and again, I understand it. It was a great move. I'm glad he got his ring. But now, but now, when you join that team and now you're out trying to get another chip, the question mm-hmm. has to be: it has to be at this point, mm-hmm. can you uh, can you win it by quote unquote by yourself? Sure. Um, yep. Uh, because, like I said, this team was a championship team when he got there. The Brooklyn Nets were not when he right. got there. Um, right. So, so. Everything, all the criticism that he's getting is warranted. And, and yes, he balled out in game four, but he didn't in games one through three. Yep. Um, Facts. And and also, um, you know, I guess I'm fresh off of watching ESPN on YouTube because Nick Wright slandering him and uh, Stephen A. You know, everybody. But, I mean, the best game he's played – in the playoffs as a Brooklyn Net was that not even that game seven, but that game five where he had the triple double. Mm-hmm. Uh the uh you know what I'm saying? So Against like, Milwaukee last year? Yeah. Yeah, against Milwaukee, right. Okay. So mm-hmm. um so it's like and I'm I don't doubt his ability. I don't doubt his ability to win a chip, me, Maestro personally, but right. it has to people it has to be a question. It has to be a question. Mm-hmm. Um because this series is like he he got swept, bro. Not to beat a dead horse, but mm-hmm. I guess everybody else in the world is. So I, I might as well get a kick on them. They got swept, bro. Swept, yeah. yeah. Swept, dominated. Like they got dominated. Yeah, yeah, right. And that's the other thing. Well, well I won't say dominated because every game was close. It's not like it's not like. You know they got blown out in any in any situation. Yeah, I mean, game even, one. Even, I agree with you. Game one was sort of that. Okay, this is gonna be a good series, right? With right, Tatum right. Put back, like yeah, like that's right. what I got out of it. So uh, for me, I, I think for me, um, and like I said, for KD is gonna be fine. I think KD is gonna be just fine. And to mm-hmm. those who don't think he can win another chip. Um, in Brooklyn, with the, you know, with the likes of the Bucks and um, you know the Heat, if you want to include them, but right. I, I I know this is kind of blasphemous to say right off of them being swept. I still think the Brooklyn Nets next year will be the team to contend. It'll be the Bucks and the Nets. Those are the, those will be the two teams. I mean, you those other teams, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Still have to prove that they're on the level of the Bucks and the Nets. Does that yeah. make Does that make any sense? Uh, it ma- it makes sense with what you're saying. I'll I'll say that I don't 100 percent agree. Okay. And the reason I don't 100 percent agree is because, and it sort of leads into my next topic in regards to this team. What What's happening with Ben Simmons? Because I, I don't I don't know if the dude's ever going to play basketball again. Uh, well, I, I I made sure I, I accidentally put on my Reggie Miller shirt. Um, oh, I thanks for the memories. Then, <laughs> but when I sat down, but when I sat down and cut the camera on, I was like, man, um, Reggie Miller was speaking some truth, man, uh, about uh, 
Ben Simmons and Zion Williamson, who's um, not super important in this conversation, obviously. But um, mm-hmm. but what I will say uh, in reference to Ben Simmons, um, I think he'll play. I don't think he's never going to play again. I think I think he'll be playing next season when uh, mm-hmm. you know when the uh, season starts. Yep. I think he'll be fine. And and that's another reason why I think the Nets will be fine because, um, like I said, that if that that team as constructed, assuming you keep you know the some of the integral parts, Seth Curry, Joe Harris, um, you know, assuming you keep those kinds of parts, mm-hmm. um, if Ben Simmons, if and and, and also and also assuming protocols, uh, COVID protocols don't affect Kyrie, right, right. Um, I think this team will be right back in, in in the mix of things. They won't be a seven seed. I, I think this team will be just fine if Simmons gives you, you know, 10, 10, 10 to fifteen points. Yep. You know, eight boards. You know, and and five to you know five to six assists. I think you'll be. I think that team will be just fine. And the he don't the pressure to score is off of him on yeah. that team. Yeah. So I, I think they'll be fine in that regard. Um, as far as competing with the tops in the East, and I meant to, and let me add Boston to the tops of the East. So it's Boston, it's um, um, it's the Bucks, and it's the and it's the Nets. So let me add, let me add Boston to that right now, and it's because the heat. And uh, you got to throw the Heat in there too. I'm not throwing the Heat in there this early. They haven't done anything in the playoffs yet, and I get that they're probably going to get past the the Hawks, but mm-hmm. they haven't done anything in the playoffs yet. Mm. So I don't look at their the defense, Heat as a, defense is, sure. The defense is pretty good, good, and they they, they locking up Trey, bro. <laughs> yeah, but Trey is five ten though. I'm not I, like what's going to happen when you got to lock up Giannis. Sure, I, I get it. What's going to happen when you got to lock up Tatum? Tatum. You know, I, what I'm I'll saying? say this. I'll say this about the Heat. They got a championship coach. They got a championship executive, and they got a championship point guard in Kyle Lowry, who's out right now with the hamstring, but. Um, If all those pieces go back and that team was just in the finals a couple of years ago with that same squad, with that group of players. So I won't say with that same group of of players because Kyle Lowry is an addition. Victor Oladipo is an addition. Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, Bam got a little Bam got older, obviously. So you would think he got, you know, experience wise Mm -hmm. and same with Jimmy Butler. But. Um, Oladipo and Kyle Lowry are major additions. Um, and Lowry's got a ring that, already, right? To that team, so I won't say yeah. that this is the same team. What I will say though is that this is I, a completely different team. No, but a different team that there's some pedigree when you add, with the Heat. You but when you add those types of players to that to that team, you mm-hmm. kind of gotta give a reset. They gotta do something when you add those types of players. We don't know that this is going to necessarily work out just because they were the number one seed in the Eastern Conference in the regular season. They got to beat somebody that's better than the Hawks, if that makes any I, sense. No, I, I, I totally get that point. I'll, I'll say this, and I don't know if you heard me in between that, but there's pedi- pedigree spread amongst that organization, if that makes sense. Like I said, yeah, I, mentioned, but- I mentioned the point guard who's got a ring already with Toronto. I mentioned Jimmy Butler, who has proven he can put the team on his back, um, was in the finals in the bubble. Um, Duncan Robinson was there. Tyler Hero was there. Bam was there. 
Um, and I get Oladipo is an addition. There's no, there's not necessarily a pedigree with him there, but combine all that with the coach who's got rings with the executive who knows what it takes, the culture that the heat have, um, I'll, I'll, I'll put them there, but I, I do understand that you're, you're just looking for them to go up against the heat. I mean, go up against the likes of Milwaukee and, and really Boston too. Cause right, you know, that's Boston, what I'm saying. Boston right now in the East is playing as great or, or is the only team that's played great in these playoffs so far. So yeah. I, I totally get it's sort of a wait and see moment, but I don't want to discount the pedigree that is sort of shifting through that organization, whether it be players, coaches, or whatever. What, what, what happened with the Heat last season? I don't, I'm, I'm um, just asking because I don't remember. So if, if you remember, so they didn't have a good year last year. They were the sixth seed. Um, and, and if you remember – Milwaukee was playing somebody. I can't remember who, but Milwaukee lost to the Heat in the bubble the previous postseason. And mm-hmm. last year, the Heat were the six. Milwaukee was the three. Milwaukee okay. played Got a, a final regular season game Got and said, ass. you know what? We we want the Heat. We 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 yeah. we're not gonna be scared of them. We want they the got Heat. That ass. And they and they 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 got them up out of there, right? Yeah, so they got um, that ass. Okay. The Heat had a down year. Same thing with Boston. They had a down year last year. I attributed that to them playing late in the bubble. Because if you remember, the bubble started in the summer and it carried on with those eight regular season games, sort of like that push to the playoff kind of a thing. And then they yep. had playoffs all throughout what what was that, September, October, something like that. I think the finals was in October. And then they restarted the regular season like maybe six weeks later. And so those teams that played later in the bubble, Boston, Miami, those were the two East Conference Finals teams. And and it looked as if those teams were sluggish throughout the following year, which is last year. So Mm. now that the league is sort of back on a normal calendar this year, it appears to me that those two teams are back to what they normally are. I'll throw Toronto in there also because Toronto was sort of displaced. They had to play home games in Florida and stuff like that. They had to displace families and things like that. And I thought, well, if they don't keep Lowry, then this this could be a team that could be on the downside. But Toronto sort of kind of put themselves back in the picture. They're the number five seed in the East, in the East that's, you know, loaded you know with talent so um so to me that's what happened with the heat and you know along with the likes of a few other teams there okay um alex i hear you i still don't i guess in short uh i don't think that they the heat are messing with the bucks celtics and um i mean it's i'm I'm not gonna say the nets right now because they just got swept so uh with all respect do uh, I'm gonna leave them out of this conversation until next year, but mm-hmm. um, but right now I don't. I think the teams to beat in the East right now are the Heat. I'm mean, sorry, the Celtics and the Bucks. Um, and I don't. I, I, me, just just me. Hold me yep. to it. If yep. it ha- if it if it comes out to be true, uh, untrue, I don't think they got a shot against the Bucks, Milwaukee, and and low key. 
And low-key, I'm starting to feel like as much as I don't want to admit it because I don't like Boston, Boston mm-hmm. is Boston might go to the finals this year. I, I was afraid to talk about this because they might it's, they might it's do looking, it. It's 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 on a collision course for Warriors Celtics. It's 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 really on a collision course for that. I mean, when you combine all the injuries, and we'll you know we'll talk about all the injuries in the other series and stuff. But right now, those two teams, Warriors Celtics. Those are the two best-looking teams in their respective conferences that look great so far, you know, a week and a half in these playoffs right now. Well, I will say this in regards to the Warriors. And, yes, they do look good. Um, between – I didn't know I, – I, I watched uh, the last game, the elimination game where uh, – Oh, Denver, the one Denver when won. Denver pulled one out. But yeah. I, I got an actual opportunity to watch the majority of that game. And um, I, mean, I heard about Jordan Poole, but, like, Jordan Poole is showing out. And, um, and then you still got – you know the Splash Brothers, obviously, and I see that yep. they're trying to add him into the Splash Brothers. Uh, it's a Splash, Splash cousin. Click. Yeah. So, um, uh, but they they did play Denver without Jamal Murray, without yes. Jamal Murray, and without um, Michael uh, Porter Jr. Um, yeah. So, mm-hmm. I, 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 I'll, it's it's I would say it's easier for them to look look as good as they look against that mm-hmm. hobbled team where they're missing their second and third best yep. players. They'll um, be tested I in the hope. second round. They'll be, te- they'll be tested in the second round, whether it's whereas, Memphis or whether it's Minnesota. They'll be tested. Whereas, whereas in Boston's situation, they walked into a team that everybody thought was going to the finals, or most people thought was going to the finals yeah. in, uh, in Brooklyn. And and, and, and granted, uh, part of it was them not having a great offensive outing in Kyrie and, and, and mainly uh, Kevin mm-hmm. Durant. But then some would say that lack of defense. I was just going to say, say mm-hmm. lack of defense on Brooklyn's side, but uh, defense being played on 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 Boston's side. Yes, um, I yeah. mean, I mean, hell, you that I mean, hell, what sticks out to me right immediately is Kevin Durant misses the free throw in the elimination game, and no defense was played for Marcus Smart to get the layup and Al Horford to follow up. Yeah. Then I go back to the game one buzzer beater where KD could have easily cut Jason Tatum off from getting that pass, mm-hmm. um, and and then maybe that doesn't happen and Brooklyn gets a game. Right. So I mean, two real pivotal moments in that series where it was bad defense, and yeah. I could think of other. If you pull my arm, I could think of other bad defensive situations on that in that Brooklyn series where you know. But all that to say is that Boston Boston beat a high caliber team at least on paper. Um, I was gonna and, say thank you, it, thank you for throwing that disclaimer in there. On, it's on it's important at this stage of the game, getting swept. You got to say on paper that that's mm-hmm. that's just reasonable. With no dis, that's not that's not a disrespect to Kevin Durant, who is a Hall of Famer and one of the best players to ever play the game. Um, that's no disrespect to Kyrie Irving, who's a Hall of Famer and one of the best players to play the game. Um, yeah. but everybody else, everybody else were just guys, and none of these guys really played defense outside of Claxton. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and Claxton had a bad night at the free throw line yesterday. Well, um, he's not a good free throw shooter, though. Uh, right. 
I, and I get that. Yeah. I, I, I saw somebody say the, um, yesterday that when they were going back out on the court for shoot arounds before the second half started, he was practicing free throws and every free throw he shot up, he missed. Yeah. So, I mean, to your point, he's not a very good free throw shooter. Um, yeah. But what they call it, hacker clacks. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I didn't even know that was a thing. I just knew. I just knew because I had watched him. I made it up. He actually, I, I kind of yeah. tweeted. Oh, it you out. did? Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. I didn't. Know I, that. I made it up. I saw it, but I thought that I don't. You know, I don't. You know, yeah, but I, I, I thought kind of made that up. <laughs> I didn't know that was a thing, or it wasn't a thing, like you said. But right. um, yeah, but he, but he's he's been a bad free throw shooter. It, it, this ain't. It ain't just this series. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think. I think. Um, as much as we don't want to do this, I think we'd be leaving listeners short if we don't give uh, Ime, Ime Udoka, if I'm saying his name right. Yep, shout out to him. Um, if we don't give him his uh, his flowers, uh, black coach first year in, yep. uh, knocking that sweeping, sweeping. The sweeping Brooklyn Nets, who the were Nets. a finals, who were a finals favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, who by the that, way that. Let's point this out too. He was on that Nets coaching staff. On that coaching staff, yeah, a year mm-hmm. ago. So and, he may, might, and maybe and maybe that yeah and maybe that plays a part in the domination, right? And the, and how to defend Kevin Durant? You know, how to defend? Like, yeah, I won't say domination, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, a, that's yeah. pretty important. That's important. That is important to say. But yeah, man, you got to give him his props. And and another part I meant to uh, mention when you're talking about the Boston Celtics, man, mm-hmm. um, I know it's a lot of no-name, no-names outside of uh, Tatum and, you know, Brown, Jalen Brown, if you want to throw him into the into the mix. Yeah. But that three through eight, that three through eight rotation, yeah. um, I don't know if there's a better, a better rotation. Yeah, both Williams guys, Al Horford, Marcus Smart, obviously – uh, Daniel Tice coming off the bench. Yeah, yeah you you got some really good. Pieces. I don't I don't know I don't know I, I'm not saying I, I'm a stand I'm a stand on it that they're the best roster, but I, mm-hmm. I don't know that they're not. I would say they're the best three to eight from a defensive standpoint because all those guys, everybody in that lineup was Defense. defending. Like yeah. that's the crazy part about it. Yeah, like you've never seen that before. Like in today's NBA where Cats is putting up. 130 points a game and I get us the playoffs so that number shrinks a little bit but they was they was locking dudes up man like three through eight yeah yeah it's crazy I got one more point about the Nets and we can move forward to the other series but in terms of roster construction for the Nets next year they're gonna have some really tough questions because there's a lot of unrestricted free agents on this roster. Like I think Patty Mills is a free agent, Blake Griffin, mm-hmm. uh, LaMarcus Aldridge, who, if you remember, retired, I think a few months ago, and then they convinced him to come back and really didn't get mm-hmm. no burn, really. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Joe Harris, you got to figure that out. Um, so there's a bunch of restricted, unrestricted free agents that they're going to have to figure out, okay, who are we going to keep? who we got to let go. I'm not sure about Seth Curry's status. I'm not sure about Andre Drummond's status. Those are going to be important players as well when it comes to constructing this roster. So they, they got a bunch of questions. And I heard Kyrie say that he was going to, you know, re-up with the Nets because he has an option 
that he could decline the soft season and then, you know, reap up into a much bigger deal. So, okay. Well, I saw this. I saw this. I saw Stephen A. pose this uh, this question with regards to Kyrie. Mm-hmm. How would you feel about? I mean, now that I'm saying it out loud, but I'm gonna ask you. But I disagree with his his position. But mm-hmm. um, they he suggested that they offer Kyrie Irving a year a yearly deal because of his availability on the t- availability to the team. Um, I I disagree, and and here's why: because a lot of the absence of Kyrie is really tied to the pandemic, right? The pandemic right. forced. Right. Um, the borough of Brooklyn or the city of New York, for that matter, to put this mandate where yeah. you can't play at home. And and I, I will I will repeat this to the day I die. It was a silly, stupid mandate because of the circumstances. So yeah. other players from other cities like like let's say Dallas, which is in a state that, you know, the numbers was all crazy and stuff when it came to covid. Let's mm-hmm. say that team came to Brooklyn to play at Barclays, so they can have unvaccinated players play in right. Barclays, but Kyrie, who's unvaccinated, couldn't. It the, the whole thing was just silly to me. It, yeah. it was it was all right. dumb to me. So right, but but to get to my point, the absence of Kyrie has been really tied to the mandate. So now that there's no more mandate, um. I would expect Kyrie is going to be more available um, to play. You know, unless they go right back into this mandate again. You know, this if unless right, up, unless they go back into that. And but let's yeah. say they don't. And this is a what if game. What if what if they don't? Then the reasons Kyrie would miss games is because of injury. I think at that point. Right. So well, yeah, I, I I I agree with you. Like I don't agree with that sentiment. But he brought up things like you know when uh, he didn't feel like playing not mm-hmm. this past year, but the year prior because of everything that was going on socially and capital. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, you know. So yeah, I I agree with you. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, you you pay him what he's worth, and and, and that's right. just what that is. You're not gonna do him a no one year contract because truth be told. I think he leaves. I think if he leaves, I think Katie's on his trying to find his way out too. So right, and even if and even if something like what happened last year, January six happened at you know at the Capitol, yeah, that's one that's one incident. That's only one incident. So if you tell me another incident like that happens next year, and Kyrie decides, you know what, I'm gonna take a mental break just for a game or two, I could I could live with that. Me too. I could live with Me that. Me too. Me you know too. Saying? Yeah, yeah. I don't know what Stephen A. was on when he was talking about that, but yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, let, let's get into uh, Raptors and Sixers. Um, so I thought this was going to be a sweep right after the first two games, and then mm-hmm. I watched Game Three, and I watched Toronto, you know, sort of control the game for the most part, and then the game got tight. Um, and B hit that turnaround fadeaway um, jumper to ice yep. game three, and everybody and thought, gets to talking oh, to Drake, right? Yeah, yeah, he's rapping with Drake, and you know, and on Drake's part, like, why you, why you rolling with them niggas? Like, <laughs> you're the enemy right now, right? Right. I wouldn't even be talking to that dude right now, but so they're up three zero, and as I stated earlier, 
Pascal Siakam gets the Raptors a game with his 33 points, I think, in game four. Um, and then last night's game five, where I think everybody and their mama expected the Sixers to close this thing out. Um, yeah. The Raptors controlled game five last night. Like I'm, you know, I'm watching Nets and Celtics and I'm watching the, I'm keeping track of the score of the Sixer game. And I don't think the Sixers ever led in the ball game in game five. And so now you got questions about Embiid's thumb because he injured his thumb in game mm-hmm, four. Just, uh, um, yep. obviously, obviously he didn't play well in game five. I think he had 20 and 10, which is really not a Joel Embiid that type of a game. Right. right. Um, James Harden I'm, is still missing. The James Harden from Houston is still missing, and we're probably never well. He's not coming get back. Get him back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with that. Uh, so you know, but imagine James if you could. Still, but imagine if the Sixers got a James Harden that could just give you twenty five mm-hmm. and nine on a game where Joel Embiid is clearly not going right. to be a hundred percent. Imagine if James Harden could do that. It's just, right. it's, I mean, I, I hate to be the, the, the pour on the, the, you know, pour on the bullshit, but it, yeah. I mean, James Harden, bro. And if it ain't, and if it ain't that no more, then, then, you know, you just got to accept that it ain't that no more. But, um, this was a, this was supposed to be a short turnaround. James mm-hmm. Harden comes to the Sixers with Joel and B and they go to the finals. That was, that was the, that was the goal. Right. And they are struggling with the Pascal Siakam Toronto Raptors. And, and and that's not no shade to the Toronto Raptors, but it's just that it's just where they are, mm-hmm. at least on paper. Uh, that seems to be a theme today. On paper, where mm-hmm. the Sixers are and where the Raptors are. You this this should have been over a game ago. Mm-hmm. Given how games one through three went, right. this should have been over. Because I, pre- right. I thought this was a seven-game series. From the jump before From this the started, jump. I thought this was a seven-game series. And then it's kind of like it seems like the turning point is MB's thumb. And we, you know, we're not going to get James Harden like we got five years ago. And then... And let's be clear. Oh, go ahead. Let's be clear, mm-hmm. bro. Um, you know, this, this went from... Uh, the Sixers in seven to honestly the Raptors in seven. Like you know, I hate to you know after after being so wrong last week, I'm right back with the hot takes. Yeah, I, I, I think was the Raptors say, win. I think the Raptors win this series. Ooh, mm. man! I wish I had a alarm to sound off right here. I think um, the Raptors win it. So if that happens, where's Tyrone? Right? Where's Tyrone Maxey at now? <laughs> oh, not trying to be on. funny. I'm not surprised at that. He wasn't going to drop 38 and 24. Like, come on. Come but on. but <laughs> here's the thing about that. And, yes, I agree with you. But mm-hmm. here's the thing. So this ain't this ain't even really a shout out to Tyron Maxey because all Tyron Maxey did was take the pressure off of James Harden. Yep. Mm-hmm. He ain't tripping off of James Harden if Maxey going to give us 38. But now that he went, right. now that he came back down to earth, pressure goes right back on the guy that you bought in to mm-hmm. get you out of series like this and he can't he's not doing it he's not capable of doing that right now yeah yeah um i, I i'll say this because we we all know what's going to happen if the sixers blow the series 
it would have meant that they'd be the first team in history to blow a three nothing lead in NBA playoff history. It would mean that Doc Rivers is going to be shown his papers to get the hell up out of Philly. Um, you think so? It's it's. I, I think so, bro. Um, okay. I think so. Um, and I and I I I hate that fans of Philadelphia have to be under this narrative that um, Philly fans are tough and, you know, they don't take no shit and, you know, and all this stuff. But um, when they booed Ben Simmons off the court last year, um, mm-hmm. it got to the point where he didn't want to play. He didn't want to play for him again. So imagine, imagine this scene, game seven at Wells Fargo and they blow that and they blow the game. They, they lose the series on the floor. I mean, yeah. I could I could see a scene where they they throwing bottles and beer cans on the I, I could I could just see it, bro. Well, I don't want to. I don't. I, Philly fans don't do that nonsense. Nah, and please don't. But it no, no, it wouldn't it wouldn't shock me if the rain just came pouring down on that court if if they blow the series. Yeah. I think they're gonna. I, I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna beat the Raptors. I think, but I don't think they beat them in Game Six. I think this comes back to Philly for Game Seven, and I think you're gonna get a surprise from one of the others for Philadelphia. I could see a Tobias Harris maybe having one of those types of games where he drops 25 out of nowhere against the Wizards last year. Yeah, right. So I, I could see something like that, um, but. I'm going to give credit to Nick Nurse because yeah. I think with Van Vliet's injury and him not being in the lineup, it's forced him to kind of go big, right? So mm-hmm. you got dudes that's six six, six nine, you know, seven foot. Like you, I mean, he's got no choice but to line these dudes up. And Philly just can't do nothing with that. Yeah. You, know, you know what I'm saying? They, they can't do nothing with it. So, and, and that's no shade on Van Vliet, but you know, Nick Nurse had to go to this lineup because of it. And that's going to be a factor, too. I don't know if he's going to play in game six. If Van Vliet comes back one of these games and he has a typical, you know, 20 point game. All bets is off at that point. And Scotty Barnes is back. Yeah. And Scotty Barnes is back. Yeah. So <laughs> if you Philly, it's OK. The thumb ain't going to heal anymore. I mean, they already said he's going to get surgery after whenever they get, you know, whenever they're done with the season. So it ain't going to heal any better. James Harden is not going to, you know, come back from being 2015, 2016 James Harden. Um, And and (laughs) and that's the joke about this. But you're not getting Alan Iverson coming through that door either. So (laughs) Mm, if, if if you just if you're just wishing on you know, an old legend to come through, that ain't happening either. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I hear you. I mean, I, look, I wouldn't be surprised if if the Sixers found a way to stick it out. But, I, look, man, I, I think the momentum is shifted and Bede is injured. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, does Tyron Maxey have another one of those games to just to get him out of there? I, I, yeah. I don't know that that happens. I don't know right. that that happens. And this narrative that Doc Rivers, when it comes to these playoff series, when it comes to these playoff series, yeah, blowing a three-one lead, blowing a three-two yeah. lead, and if this happens, he'd be the first to blow 
a 3-0 lead. Yeah. Yeah. I, I look. I, I hate that I I hate that it would happen if it happens. I hate that it would happen for 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 a black coach, but yeah. Yeah. Just that just is what that is. And and you kind of got to look Look, I mean, look, he got that championship in 08. He cemented as a, a Hall of Famer mm-hmm. career, you know, as a career as a coach and all that. Right. But you kind of get now was like, mm-hmm. I mean, what have yeah. you done for me lately? What have you yeah. done for me lately? Like right. now, now you kind of got to look at him as just a guy at the coaching spot. Mm-hmm. One thing, one more thing on, on this series for me, and I think nobody's talking about this or nobody's used this as a talking point. Raptors, some of them players got rings, man. Mm-hmm. Coach got a ring. You you don't see that on the Philly side, you know, minus Doc Rivers. Doc got his ring, but when it comes to players, Siakam got his ring. Van Vliet got his ring. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, they, I mean, experience. there's yeah. some experience, experience on that roster, which is why yeah. I thought this series was going seven. Yeah, I mean... You know, I, I I'm I'm with you as far as the experience. I just I I think that this goes differently if Embiid uh if Embiid don't hurt his thumb. I think I mm. think Embiid could have got him another game. Yeah. Um. And but like like but here we are. Here we are. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know that Embiid is going to be a hundred percent at all. Well, he's not. He's not going to be. So no, he's not. You know, he's getting the surgery after the season's over. So. so is he? But is he? Is he? Can he at least get get them out of that series? I'm just saying it's going to have to be Embiid, um, yep. because Harden is nowhere to be found in that in that regard. I mean, I get everybody who's talking. About, I get it. He got nine assists. He averaging like nine assists or something like that. That's cool and it's cute. But bro, we need the points. Yeah, <laughs> that's why they're losing. You need you need points yeah, for this. We need so. the points. Yeah, yeah. Um, a Hawks and Heat. Um, so, like I said earlier, Trey was able to get him one game. Um, yeah. That was game three. But, I mean, the rest of these games in this series, uh, Trey has just been locked up, bro. I think yeah. he had eight points in one game. I think he had like 11 points in another game. Um. I mean, there's it's so much he could do. I mean, and he even got yeah. the color back in the lineup too. You know, but it's only a- so much he can do. He's the primary scorer. That's the guy they look to to score. Mm-hmm. And it's it's only so much he can do. If if John Collins can't help, if Herder can't help, like you know, right. like that's the thing. You could you got to take a little pressure off of Trey Young. You got to take pressure off him because this thing, right. like, point blank, if you decide. I'm gonna put Jimmy Butler on him, or I mean, like I I, I watched a series, I watched a series somewhere online where he came up the court, mm-hmm. and at one point, uh, Bam guarded him. Mm-hmm. No, it started with PJ Tucker, then he yeah. ran into Bam, then yep. he ran into Jimmy Butler. Like, what, I know what, what, you're what are you about. gonna do? What are you gonna do with that? Yeah, what are you gonna do with that? So it, it's like somebody, somebody, somebody offensively has got to help him. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wouldn't hurt to have another ball handler, right? Right. I know. It I know. Hurt Bog- to have another ball handler. I know Bogdanovich had a twenty-five point game in the loss, I think, in Game Four. But it it, it doesn't 
do any good if he's like, like the one guy that's leading the team in scoring. Like, yeah, it's kind of like it's not it's it's like good that you scored it, but it's not impact points. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's not. It, it, Twenty five points wasn't enough for them to be like, oh, we need to put some attention to him. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly, because it was yeah. like the tray up. Yeah. So, so it's like, yeah, we'll lose if you can if you can score forty and we lose, then that's something worth our you know worth our attention. But twenty five. 25 is a in the playoffs. I'm sorry, that's a regular game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe not for a role player. Um, well, no, I think it is for a role player because they weren't getting no scoring nowhere else in this situation. Okay, for that reason, for that reason alone, gotcha, yeah, gotcha, right, gotcha. Um, shout out Jimmy Butler, man. Uh, 45 points in game two. I just want to shout him out, yeah. and he got injured, right. Yeah, um, I just heard maybe an hour before we got on that um, he's going to miss tonight's game uh, with a knee injury, I think it is. So that that was kind of surprising to hear because... Maybe he sneaks another one. Maybe, maybe. Maybe they Um, sneak another one. Who's who's the the secondary scorer in your your eyes? Hero? Yeah, it'd have to be Hero for me if if we're talking about guys on the heat right now without... The services of Jimmy Butler and Kyle Lowry is missing a second game it's also because game of the hamstring too. Right. Too. right. So, I like to know, think we'll, that Atlanta might pull this game out. This next one, we'll see. We'll see. It's uh, uh, I guess I could give you guys an update. It's the third quarter. Uh, the Heat are up by ten, fifty-four, forty-four. Okay. Well, well, so, <laughs> I mean, I guess it's still early, but. So, yeah, it's it's definitely early. We'll we'll see, we'll see what happens. I'm I'm interested to see who's leading um the heat and scoring right now. Right, right. I'm interested to see that. So um let me uh give a shout out in the Facebook live chat. We got the homie Mochis uh checking exactly. us out on the Facebook live chat. We appreciate you, man. Um uh Bulls and Bucks. Um so a couple of things from this series. Um shout out to Marda Rosen. With the 41 points in game two, that's the game he was able to get in Milwaukee. Um, and, and everybody thought because of the Middleton injury that this series was going to turn. Not so much in the sense that the Bulls were going to win the series, but that this series was going to be longer than we anticipated. Mm-hmm. But they get to Chicago, man, and Greek Freak go off. Grayson Allen has a what twenty seven point game in game four. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean they ba- I mean they basically dominated the Bulls in Chicago for games three and four. Yep. And now and Zach Demar Derozan and Demar Derozan was shut down. He went right. He he kind of went back to eleven point uh, twelve uh, point like eleven. Demar. Yeah, right, right, right. That 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 was kind of weird to me. Like the the Not to me up and down and stuff like. That fluctuation, not, not that, not that he's not capable of having those kinds of bad games in the playoffs, but the fact that he went from forty-one points in like a Herculean effort to coming in your own building and just laying an egg, like that—that that, that was twice. that was a bit surprising. Twice, right? You know, and and Grayson Allen, like, like, wait, y'all letting Grayson Allen get off? Like, well, we ain't gonna do that. We're not gonna do that. Grayson Allen, Grayson Allen is a shooter. Like he, uh, uh, I get all the dirty play and I, I get mm. all that, and you can hold that. You know what I'm saying? You can hold him accountable for that. Yeah. But Grayson Allen always been a shooter. Mm. Yeah. I mean, always been a shooter. 
Yeah. So yeah, I mean, but, it's just a matter. Of, I mean, but he was taking it to the rack on some occasions too. I, I watched a little bit of that game four. He was he was going to the cup. A few well, times. I'm saying I'm just more so saying that to say that Grayson Allen offensively ain't no slouch. Like mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'm not gonna put him up there with top scores in the game or nothing. Sure, but sure. He's capable. He's capable of scoring. Like typical, that, he yeah, can typical get in that white bag. boy that could yeah. shoot threes. Yeah, like a JJ Redick, like a JJ Redick type as far as shooting. Like a JJ right. Redick. No, type. I get that. I get that. It's just that not only was he shooting, but the dude was getting in the paint. Like y'all gonna get his nigga elbow or something? <laughs> who played? Yeah, who played defense? Who played you defense? Know? Hey yeah. man, I hate um, who played defense? Yeah, um, but uh, long story short, for me, Milwaukee is doing just fine without Chris Middleton in this particular series. And I expect in game five tomorrow night that they're going to close up shop and the Bulls are going to be going on vacation. Yep. And, yeah, and, and Zach Levine is in the protocol, so he might miss tomorrow's game. Mm. Um, not like it was gonna make that big of a difference, but yeah, right. Because Zach Levine hasn't really had a great series either. Yeah, yeah, like that. N- nobody has really had a great series yeah. as far as Chicago. So I mean, look, um, uh, you know, you kind of look forward to who the Bucks gonna have to play next, and Boston. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I was that's, just getting that's there. Gonna be, that's, and that's gonna be the look, series. <laughs> say what you want, Chris. They need Chris Middleton for that. Yeah, so I, I agree he, with that. I hope he I hope he get back up to 100 percent real fast. Yeah. Well, the, the timetable was two to three weeks. So I right. he's gonna he's right. gonna miss the first couple games. games. Yeah. He's gonna miss yeah. the first couple games for certain. Maybe so like, you know, I and I'm not I wouldn't dare think that they would get swept, but mm-hmm. uh, you know. Yeah. I mean Giannis yeah, is gonna just be a saying. problem for Boston too, so but but Tatum is going to be very damn well going to be a problem for for Facts. Uh, Milwaukee. Facts, and it's not like they got PJ Tucker to help yeah. with some you know defense too. You know he's in Miami yeah. doing that for them, so we'll we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll see how that goes. Uh, Suns and Pelicans. <laughs> Brandon motherfucking Ingram, boy, man. But listen. I'll say this. But I'll say mm. this. And yep. this is not the shade Brandon Ingram because Brandon Ingram deserves every amount of praise he about to get. Yeah. Um. On in the game, the first uh, that boy Devin Booker had thirty one and a half and didn't look like nobody was about to slow him down. And I think that's important to mention. Um. Mm-hmm. Can I add to what, that? Sure. Can I add to that? I think what's also important to mention is that coming out of the second half, Devin Booker went out with like three minutes left in the third quarter and was held scoreless for about a good eight, nine minutes in that third quarter also. Okay. Okay. You can add that. that that's that's so, a valid point. I don't, I, I'll say this. I will say this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and maybe this is me hating or this is me not recognizing the potential or the fire that's under the asses of the Pelicans all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think this series goes a little different. Book book not get injured. I and I for certain Maybe. think that game and I for certain think that game they don't win that game if Devin Booker's on the floor. Maybe. I'll, I'll I'll say maybe because I think you and I we we kind of tweeted about it back and forth. You you thought he was on pace for 50. And even before that, I was sort of thinking the same thing. Like, damn, like imagine if he played the entire game, he would have 
being in that 50 point range. But on the other side of that, I mean, they, they couldn't do nothing with Brandon Ingram on the other side of that yeah. either. Yeah, he was going crazy. He was yeah, going crazy, yeah. but I don't. But I don't know. But I don't know that offensively, Brandon Ingram would have been able to put it up with Devin Booker. Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't so. know either. I don't think. I don't, obviously, we don't know. I don't right. think so. I don't know either. Oh, I, I mean, don't all think I know so. is all I know is. But I will say, C.J. McCollum was right with him, though. So it's not like so. Right. right. McCollum was with him, but. Yeah. Um. I. But I still don't think they pull out that game. I, my opinion. I don't think they pull okay. out that game if Devin Booker okay. is injured. I mean. I, I mean. That's a. Fa- I mean. It's a fair assessment. I mean, the dude was going yeah. off. I mean, he was going ballistic. But. Um. But since then, nobody has been able to figure out Brandon Ingram. And right now, he's averaging what thirty plus in the series mm-hmm. right now, mm-hmm. and he's getting help from guys like Valanciunas, who had I think twenty the other night in the game four. In New Orleans. I think McCollum um, had a 20, 29 point game that that game that Book got injured, I think it was. Right. Yeah. McCollum is doing his thing. Um, and then the rookies too. Um, let me get let me go to game four for a second. And Chris Paul, you know, being on lockdown with just four points in the entire game. You had that dude out of uh, I forget the guy's Grand name. Threat, Grand Theft Alvarado. 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 Yeah. Alvarado was, you know, getting up in them. Um, what's the dude named Jones? Uh, Herbert Jones. Jones. Mm-hmm. Herbert Jones. Jones Herbert Jones was getting up in them. Um, I mean, I mean, they've been getting contributions from some of these rookie guys. And I'll tell you what, too, because I know, I know people look at the Pelicans and they look at the record and they look at the start that the Pelicans had at the beginning of the season. I think they started like three and 16 or something crazy like that. Mm-hmm. But this team is different. And the reason this team is different is obviously CJ McCollum getting traded there at the deadline. And I think since the deadline, this team is sort of transformed to a different basketball team. I, I, I don't know if I would equate that to what they were before the trade. They weren't a very good team before the trade. It appears now that they're starting to become a good team throughout these playoffs and they're showing that that doesn't mean that they're going to win the series because i still think the suns are going to find a way to um pull this out i think this goes seven at this point because um you're not going to be able to stop brandon ingram at this point and without booker you're really going to have to rely on guys like mikhail bridges jay crowder uh cam jordan i'm I'm about to say cam jordan um cam johnson campaign you're gonna have to rely on one of those guys to really go off um if you're if you're chris paul and you're doing what you're supposed to be doing you're gonna have to rely on some of these other guys and so so how's there so here's a real question then yep what's the timetable on devin booker uh two to three weeks who's to say that so do you believe, mm-hmm. your opinion, do you believe there's anybody that on that Suns roster without Devin Booker that can compete with Brandon Ingram and, and McCollum? And if not, which I think your answer is going to be no, How? why don't you feel like the Pelicans pull this out in seven? Because I think Chris Paul eventually is going to will this team um, to a game seven victory. I, I think Chris Paul is going to, he's going to get his off, I think. Um, 
I think somebody in that group of Bridges, Payne, Johnston, Crowder, I think one of those four guys is going to surprisingly show up for Phoenix. Well, let me go ahead. Let me go ahead and eliminate Crowder for you because I don't believe Crowder's going to do that. I like Cam Payne. I like Cam right. Johnson. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as having a, a scoring output, um, I don't believe it won't be Jay Crowder. I don't, I don't believe that's Jay Crowder's game anymore. Sure, um, sure. But I mean, but maybe campaign, maybe Camp Johnson. Yeah, I, I'm with yeah. you there. Maybe, yeah. but if you're one of them is going to have my, to show up. If you're asking me to put my money on it mm-hmm. for on, on a game seven, a Phoenix Suns team with CP3 and and those guys, DeAndre Ayton. Don't forget DeAndre Ayton too, and DeAndre Ayton. But DeAndre Ayton. Um, I mean, because I, I like DeAndre Ayton, I really like his game. Yeah, he a twenty five. He a twenty five ten guy. Like I don't see him having the type of game where he gonna get up in the thirty five to forty. I don't see it happening. Right, right. I don't see it happening. So if and he gives with, you twenty five, and Chris Paul can give you twenty three, twenty four, with maybe twelve assists. And one of the other guys goes off for maybe twenty. That I mean, I would think well, that that's, that's not enough. Say go off at twenty, but um, but I hear you. But you're saying basically getting fifty points from eight and then CP three, and then get another twenty point contribution from somebody else, whether right. it be Payne Johnson, whoever, Mikael Bridges. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know, of, man. I think one of those guys shows up. I think in a game seven, McCollum has the uh, has the ability to score thirty five, and, and I think too. That's what I, that's why I'm saying McCollum specifically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I, and I think Brandon Ingram is just um, he in a bag right he in his own right now he in his bag yeah. right now yeah. And um, Brandon Ingram is going to give you them them nails. He's just going to keep putting them mm-hmm. nails in the coffin. And yeah. and it's, they're gonna be emphatic ones. They're gonna be dunks. Like he dunking yep. on, like he going crazy. Like he should be laying the ball up, and he dunking on niggas right now. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I I don't I don't know. I'm I'm with you on mm-hmm. the Suns winning, but kind of a lot like with the Raptors and Sixers series. This is kind of yeah. a situation where the momentum is in the Pelicans' favor, and they don't have the horses or the horse that they want to be in the situation. Uh, he don't. They don't got him there, or they're not. You know, at, at full capacity, they're not gonna have Booker. That that that's a fact. Yeah, they're not gonna have him. So that's, that's if fact. it gets to seven, if it gets mm-hmm. to seven, man, I tell you what, man. I tell you what, if the Pelicans pull this out, one of those guys, Ingram, McCollum, one of those two guys got to drop forty. If 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 they gonna pull this out. Brandon Ingram wasn't far off the other night. <laughs> sure, sure. I believe he can do it. I'm just yeah. saying I think it I think a Pelican's victory in game seven is gonna constitute one of those two guys going for 40. To be honest with plus. you, I think it's gonna require I think it's gonna require somebody to get 40, but then it's also gonna require another 30 point game from the other whoever doesn't get the 40. So I'm mm-hmm. with you. But yeah. I, I just think that the bag that they in right now it is it that's more likely to happen. Than the Suns pulling it off in, in a game seven, maybe, right. maybe. Well, yeah. Well, I tell you what, the Suns better win tonight in game five. Yeah. They they, they yeah. better do that because it could, it could yeah. be over in six if they're not right. careful. Right. Certain. Um. 
where we at? Uh, Grizzlies and the Timberwolves. And this was, this series was almost like the story of the week until the Nets got swept. Because prior to that, um, game three in Minnesota, the Timberwolves had a 26-point lead, and then they had another 20-point lead, and they blew both those leads, and they ended up losing by 10 uh, to the Grizzlies. And, um, I mean, it, it got to the point where this ain't even my team, and I kind of felt a little bad because, you know what I'm saying, like you you dominating the game, you know, on two separate occasions, and the Grizzlies make the first run, and then they cut it to like seven, six, and then you pull away again for another 20 plus. And then you finish out the quarter. What was it? 37 to 12. Like, I think they, I think they outscored them 40 something to 12 in the, in the fourth quarter. And I mean, that pretty much was it. Like they could be up three, one. If you're Minnesota, they could be up three, one. I mean, these two teams are like some of the most emotionally unst- unstable teams. <laughs> and it's like, it's like you like it because it, it's good for the game. It's sporadic play. Like those things yeah. can happen. And then you still never really know who's going to win. Like a 26, what you said, 26 point lead. 26 and, point lead. And, you know, those Twice. normally, yeah. <laughs> Normally, those types of teams, those games with a stable team that got the right, you know, thing around them, mm-hmm. you know, they, that's an easy game. You pulling it out, you you pulling that out. You putting the reserves in, reserves is getting burned. Like I remember uh, watching this, uh, watching a Bucks game earlier this week, and you know the Bucks had the game well in hand, and now I'm watching mm-hmm. Giannis's little brother dunk on niggas. Like that's the type yeah. of uh, stability that's in that organization in Milwaukee, but. With um, Milwaukee, I mean, with the Timberwolves, who obviously, I mean, I get they've been in playoffs recently, but they're not mm-hmm. a perennial team. They don't have this type of experience, yeah. per se, that, to close it out, to close these types of games out. And on top of that, Memphis, they they a hungry team. They right. hungry, mm-hmm. young boys. I mean, so uh, this is this is definitely the series of the first round, and um, I, I don't know. At this stage, I went from, you know, is it crazy to believe that the team, the Timberwolves could pull this out to I just don't know. I'll just watch the games as they happen. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think both teams have some guys that's hungry. You know, like I'm, I'm watching Anthony Edwards and, you know, this, this dude, I mean, he's got that it factor to me. Like, I think you had a question about him possibly being the best player on the Timberwolves I don't think he's there yet but I think even as early as next season like this could be his team as early as next year if he continues on this um trajectory um Carl Anthony Towns um I'm just I'm just of the mindset that he's just not built for the playoffs and I get he's had a couple of good games in this series um but Going back to game three, you can't shoot the ball just four times. Yeah. Um, you, you, you can't do that if you're supposed can't to be that. the best player. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and he, I mean, he backed it up with a game four performance. He, he, he you know, they responded well in game four because that was that was going to be the question going into that game after they blew the lead was okay, right? 
emotionally, this team is, you know, it could be a wreck at times. How do they respond to this? And I thought they responded very well to it. Um, I, I got to give some smoke to the coach. And they gave this guy an extension. But one of the things that was more glaring during the run that the Grizzlies was making to tie that game up and to take the lead was coach never called timeouts. No timeouts, yeah. At all. And it's like, yeah. dude. Calm these, calm these kids down. Like yeah. when it gets to when it's when it's a twenty point lead and it gets cut to ten, you 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 got yeah. to call out. <laughs> yeah, and, and, yeah. And, you know, settle them you dudes do. down. You do. You know, like that's uh, I mean that that that's almost a fireable offense. And you just gave this dude an extension, so it's like, I don't know okay. if it's a fireable offense, but it's definitely. I mean, I mean, it's kind of hard. I mean. Not in their situation. Maybe if that was a Doc Rivers who does that, you know, maybe. <laughs> but in, in Minnesota's in Minnesota's situation right now, mm-hmm. uh, that coach has to be given credit for their play. The fact they're even in the playoffs, um, that coach yeah. has to be given credit this year yeah. for that. They had a good um, record. They had a good record. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I don't even know the coach's name, not for nothing. but uh, Chris Finch. Yeah, okay. Uh, and I'm I'm probably not going to know. If you ask me again tomorrow, I'm probably still not going to remember his name. Sure. But sure. Uh, no disrespect to Chris Finch, but, you know, he, you know he's he's new. And mm. Minnesota's not a, a – um, we don't follow Minnesota basketball up until now. So right. all that to say – but all that to say is that, yeah, you, you definitely call the timeout. I think he's good as far as he – should, he should get this extension. He should have got the extension. Um, mm. You know – and where they are in the season, let that young boy Anthony Edwards have play with you know be coached by the guy who brought him this type of success. Yeah. Um, you know you got these Bamas playing, and and I hope they hold on to Pat Beverly. I'm talking like they out the series, but and I hope mm-hmm. they hold on to Pat Beverly. But yeah, definitely not calling a timeout is a is is a terrible thing to do. That was yeah. a flaw. That yeah. was wrong. That was a mistake. I would say. Up until this point, and they're playing right now, and the Wolves have a, a four-point lead. They're about to approach halftime here. I would say, for the most part, throughout this series, the Timberwolves have been have been the more dominant team of the two, or they've been the more because you know Memphis has had some you know slow starts you know even in the game three that they won that they came back that was a slow start for memphis right um game four slow start for memphis game one slow start for memphis the wolves can win this series um i don't think they will but given how they've played up to this point they've seen they appear to be the more um dominant basketball team and I, I hate to use the word yeah. dominant because I don't think it's by that much but well I think it's I, well I think the better word is that the T-Wolves had the momentum in the series right it seems like they're in more control of the series than Memphis appears to be mm-hmm. but but what's was what, it uh 2-2 right it's 2-2 right now yes yeah. so yeah. game five is yeah. going on right now right so we'll, we'll see what happens there and the Hawks just cut the lead down to uh, eight points. So we'll, we'll see what happens there. Um, I forgot to do this when uh, we were talking about Pelicans, but I, I do want to shout out Coach Willie Green because I think Willie Green has had 
a hell of an influence on, you know, what these guys are doing. Um, they play some sound and, you know, unlike other coaches that sound dry, this dude is like, he ready to run through a brick wall for him. And so, mm-hmm. you know, I want to, I want to shout out Willie Green because that's another black head coach, first time head coach that's getting an opportunity yeah. and has yeah. got some players that can really ball. So, you know, props to Willie Green on that front. Um, yeah. I, I I really don't have much on Nuggets Warriors, really. I mean, I expect this series to end. I I, w- I thought it was going to end on Sunday, um, but props to the Joker for, you know, getting one yeah, in Denver. Uh-huh. Um, Which, he, but, you know, that's why you got stars, right? Yep, that's, that's why you got them. So I expect this series to be done. Um, I think they play tomorrow. But, um, yeah, I, I expect the series to be over with tomorrow. But yeah. I, I really don't have nothing else other – and really other than Jordan Poole. I mean, I know you talked about Jordan Poole earlier, but Jordan Poole has really, really balled out in this series so far. And really this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really this yeah. year. That's true. That, that's true. Uh, last thing, I don't know what what else you – do you want to talk about the draft? I don't. But if you do, I'll, I'll – I'll, I'll, uh... We forgot one more series, uh, Dallas and oh, Utah. Dallas and Utah, yep. Yep, yep. yep. Uh, you, you get a Luka, chance to watch some of that yesterday? Luka, not really, not really. Uh-huh. I, I was not really, but I, I tell you what, um, Luka Doncic, man, it, it's nothing else to say. I, I hate to be the guy, but it, I hate to be the guy. It's nothing else to say. Luka Doncic, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's him. Um, I, I do want to, and I did this last week, Jason motherfucking kid, Jason kid, let's, let's give props to Jason kid, you know, black head coach first time in Dallas. This Um, team looks better than the Rick Carlisle team. It just, I agree. I agree. hundred percent. Not just like the stars, but like the role players around, you know what I'm saying? You know, Jalen Brunson, I, I shouted him out last week with the 41 points in game two, I think. That was yeah. he. I mean, he's had a great series up up to this mm-hmm. point. Even with Luca coming back, you know, Jalen Brunson still giving you work. Um, yeah, they 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 got some players, man. Um, Finney Smith, um, Kleber, the white boy, um, Dinwiddie's on that team. Remember, he was yeah. in a trade at the deadline. They they yeah, they got man. some players, man. I mean, if if they'd had a healthy Tim Hardaway Jr. I mean, they they might have got the jazz up out of here with the quickness, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I don't I, look, man. Look like Donovan Mitchell might be coming to the Knicks sooner than you think, man. Uh, no, no, no. Don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> Let that thing play out. But if if I'm Utah, I'm trading Rudy Gobert before I'm trading Donovan Mitchell. That's just me. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, in, in a perfect world. But the thing is, is that, and I'm, I'm sure that Rudy Gobert will be fine if he gets traded. I'm sure there's a a value for him. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, at this point, you're just wasting Donovan Mitchell's time and you're wasting your money because you're not going to put the team around him. Yeah, right, right. That's so, I, so, and, so in, your, in my opinion, I get rid of Donovan Mitchell first because mm-hmm. um, he's Even he's if you're cash. Danny Ainge? Even if you're Danny Ainge? 
Yeah, what your ways? What is he? What is he doing for y'all as as far as getting the championship? If you're not gonna put the team around him, and at the end of the day, if you're not gonna put the team around him, you're just gonna he's just gonna request more money. Well, here's why I brought up Danny Ainge's name because this is his first time. This is his first season as general manager, and we know the track record that he has with Boston in terms who of coming to play. But who coming to play in Utah though? Uh, that it's a good point. It's it's a real good point. Um, I just if if I'm Danny Ainge and this is my first time here, um, obviously you're just trying to keep the players intact, keep the core intact. But I would I would at least give him a shot to say, hey, see if we can you know build some you know build some pieces around because you're not getting players in free agency to come to Salt Lake City. You're only yep. getting them if you're going to trade for them. I mean, ain't that what he did in Boston when he traded for mm-hmm. Ray Allen and Paul Pierce? Because let's yep. be real. I mean, weren't a lot of guys planning to go to Boston either. And but the only I way he was difference... able to get that done was through via trade. Yeah, but I, but I also think a difference, and I get players don't have – don't uh, most players don't have control on where they're traded to, but um, – Boston is a basketball town for all intents and purposes. Well, I guess it's a football so, town so, too. So, so is Salt Lake City. Um, I mean, that's the only that's the only thing they got. That, right, but but they're still not a high mark like that. They're not a right. If you want to, if you, you want to compare the markets, I got you. Yeah, like when we're talking about basketball, you you don't like obviously you think L.A., New York, um, somewhere in that five, you got to put Boston there. Um. Sure. You can't you can't do that with Utah as as far sure. as basketball. Sure. Like well, I'll I'll say this. Comparing the cities, I would much rather be in Boston, even though I don't like Boston. But if I had to choose one of the two, I would rather be in Boston. But make no mistake about it, when it comes to basketball, like Salt Lake City, you- that's all they have. Right, but that's the only reason you can call them a basketball city is because they don't have anything else. Because they don't have anything else. And and they're probably can, the most successful franchise without a championship. If you if you look at like the history of if you combine all the sports, they're probably sure. the most successful without a championship. Sure, but and I'm jealous of that. <laughs> I mean, I guess, but that's a but that's I'm a, jealous that's, of that. That's a cons- that's a consolation prize if I've ever heard one. They don't have a championship though. They they don't. But I mean, think of how many incarnation of teams they've had from Malone to Stockton I, to Darren Williams and Carlos Boozer to Karolinko to to this squad now. Like they, I, I, I don't see, I don't see how, I don't see how being the most competitive non-championship team allows you to bring in talent. Is all I'm saying. Oh no, I'm not, that's not what I'm saying. I'm oh, just, okay. I'm just, I'm just saying. Nutshell, I'm just saying, saying. Oh, so essentially you're going down a rabbit hole. But I'm just saying, as far as, as far as Danny, with respect to Danny Age, I'm sure mm-hmm. um, it's easier to make it happen in Boston. Than it is to make it happen in Utah is is, is my point. Mm-hmm. I agree. If you're talking free agency, I agree with that. If you, can I mean, I think trade. Tra- I mean, I think trades too. I mean, you, you still got to have the money to bring players in. Well, sure, you still got to have the money. You still got to have cap space. You still got to have the assets to offer. 
Um, and to your point, I, and to your point, Utah has always been a competitive team. Mm-hmm. Right. So with that being said, I mean they've bought in. I mean, who's the best guy? The best trade in recent history they've bought in with the Jazz. I, can, I can't. I can't think of it right now. But. Right, so essentially they've just put together a whole bunch of good teams, I mean, and 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 Quinn Snyder doesn't get enough uh, credit for the type of right. coach he was after Jerry Sloan. But all that yep. to say, um, all that to say is good luck, Danny Ainge. I think you're better off trying to create a a, a team through your draft. I don't think. Man, I don't. We'll think... see what happens. And and don't forget, Dwayne Wade has ownership stake with the Jazz, so he's there also. Maybe there's some okay. influence there. Maybe, 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 maybe. I maybe I didn't think about that. Maybe, maybe, maybe he could talk to a, to you know, talk to a Zach. You know, I'm just throwing a name, a Zach Levine. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. Well, you know, you you never know. Maybe you never know. Maybe. Yeah. Um. You want to talk NFL draft? Um. I don't. I was asking. Did you? If you don't, I, I don't. That'd be okay. Okay. I, I, cool. I don't know if you saw my. I don't know if you saw my tweet, but um. I said, I do not care about the NFL draft right now. Holler at me on Thursday, but right now it's it's NBA playoffs for me. Yeah, and and, and if I'm being honest with you, I, you know, like obviously I want my team to draft well, but I mean, if I'm telling you I'm excited about the first round pick, unless it's Jordan Davis, who's not going to get all the way down that to 20, I, mm-hmm. you know, like, you know, like, um, but. I, the last thing I have is I just I just want to make a quick shout out because apparently white people think they could play with Mike Tyson and um, mm-hmm. I want to shout out Mike Tyson for forever letting it be known don't play with me. It's big Iron Mike man don't mess with that dude. Don't play with me yeah don't play with me. Uh, I don't Stop know what playing homie with was me. thinking. Don't know what homie was I, thinking. Well, he well, probably he was, was trying. Listen. Well, more than that, maybe he was. You know, Mike Mike Tyson is stupid rich right now, so he probably was trying mm-hmm. to, uh, you know, get a little lawsuit going. I think he, uh, I I don't know if he's pressing charges or not, but maybe he was trying right. to get that going. Mm-hmm. And you know, I hope it was if if he, I hope it was worth it if that's the route he was going. Yep, yep. Hey, speaking of speaking of white people, right? Doing you know doing dumb things, right? So the Yankees had a home game over the weekend against, and I, I don't want to call them by their old name anymore, but I don't like the new name. So I'm just going to call them the Cleveland baseball team. Cause I don't like what's the, the new, new name. name, by the way, uh, guardians. Oh, uh, okay. I, I don't like it. <laughs> so, okay. I mean, so I I'm, I'm, I'm just going to, I'm just going to call them the Cleveland baseball team. I ain't so, gonna lie to you, bro. I if 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 that conversation comes up again, I'm probably gonna call them the Indians on accident. Oh, I'm, I'm sure you are, and I'm probably yeah. sure I am too, <laughs> on on, yeah. a, on occasion. But um, but we're 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 playing the Cleveland team Saturday afternoon game and tie ball game. Um, one of the players for Cleveland is an outfield. Um, his last name is Straw. I forget his first name, but. He climbs the scoreboard and is like arguing with Yankee fans in the stands, right? And next thing you know, we you know we had a base hit. It was the bottom of the ninth inning, so we we had a man on third, whatever. Um, we get the base hit, 
game over. We win the game 5-4. And Yankee fans start throwing bottles and beer and all types of stuff onto the field, like at the, you know, at the Cleveland team, whatever. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, look, y'all, like, (laughs) you know, because, you know, as a Yankee fan, you know, I want to go to the game. I want to watch the game. Right. I'm not about throwing. I'm not I'm not even about arguing with players for that matter. Yeah. So, uh, you know, what I'm saying I, like I, I, I ain't going to lie to you. I, I'll disagree there. I think it'll be respectful. But I think I think when I when I finally make all the money and I become the wizard, Spike Lee, um, I'm, I'm going to talk a little trash on the sideline. Sure, sure. But, it'll be respectful though but i mean but the i mean you should have seen him climb up the scoreboard like you would have thought malice of the palace was about to happen i mean the way the fans and this dude was going you know back and forth and stuff um but yeah man like if you if you was anyone in them stands throwing stuff on saturday y'all y'all, y'all out of pocket for that yeah that, that, that that's all i gotta say about that like yeah. you throwing you, uh, you throwing, know bottles like you could you could hurt somebody doing that you know what i'm saying yeah i get it that's, that's out of and you're right by the way i forgot to mention that ref that person who posed as a referee in a nba game i forget what game it was posed as a ref like they are they you, got tackled you're like referring to the minnesota are you referring to the minnesota series I think it was a Minnesota series. I don't remember. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, she had yeah. a referee shirt up under up under uh-huh. um whatever she had on. And so she okay. was trying to get out there and be a referee. Why do you think what like what did she think was gonna happen? <laughs> I I don't know if you know the backstory to this. I would love to know. So ever since the playing game, and this is all Minnesota T Wolves games at home in Minnesota. Okay. Um there's apparently fans that are boycotting the former owner, Glenn Taylor. And I, and I, and I think he's the former owner cause they got new ownership there. I'll have to talk to Vince Wright about that, but yeah. um, apparently they're boycotting the old owner because the old owner used to get into um, owning like chicken farms and stuff. And I guess it's a it's sort of like an ASPCA type of a situation where okay. they don't like how he's, I guess, um, killing the chickens for food or something like that. Um, so in the first game, in the playing game, one girl handcuffed herself to the rim, not the actual basketball rim, but to the post of the um, of the basketball hoop. And they had to stop the game because they had to get her off of off the pole because she yeah. handcuffed herself. Right. In the second game, in the game that they blew, um, someone glued their face to the court. It was a, oh, it was they a attempted woman. to. I remember that. They attempted to. They, they yeah. didn't get it there. Oh, they, oh, oh they, okay. they didn't get it there. Oh, I remember okay. that. Okay, they attempted okay. to. Okay, uh-huh. I, I, I thought I it fully went there. I didn't, I didn't put, I didn't even put all that together. Okay, uh, okay, yeah. So that happened in game four, and this, this is this is the one where the lady gets tackled. So they're sitting. It's the second row from the floor, and it's mm-hmm. what it's two. It's two women, and and I think two seats over is the security guard, and the security yeah. guard is eyeing them like a hawk as if he knows 
hey, something about to jump off. Right. So the one lady, she get up, she start to storm the court. Like the moment she got up, that guard immediately gets up, goes right through that first row and just tackles her. And everybody's swarming in, all the security coming in and they just drag her out like she's, you know, like she's some like cattle or something like that. Like they yeah. just drag her out and stuff. All pun you intended. Know, you got what you, you deserve. Yeah. You, all, all people, you, you protesting how Slim Dilla killing chicken and then you get carried out like one. Yeah. Um, I, I, uh, first of all, let me say, let me respect everybody's right to protest. You got a right to do that, yep. but you got to, yep. but you get what comes with that. Uh, secondly, if, if, if the owner is gone, what are y'all still protesting? That's the confusing part about it for me. That's the, okay. that's, that's the part about Glenn it. That Taylor, I, that Glenn just Taylor is his name? Glenn Taylor is the former owner. And, and if okay. you remember when we had Vince Wright on, um, back in December, we were talking about the change in ownership. So I, I, that's the confusing part for me is he no longer owns the team. Why are y'all still protesting? Like that, that part baffles me. And is it is it a coincidence that it, has it really been all women every every protest? Yes, it has. It has. <laughs> I, At every T Wolves home playoff game thus far. Keep that in mind. So <laughs> 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 so these are clearly not sports fans. These women that are out here protesting that because they're clearly they didn't realize that the owner is gone, or maybe there's they, another reason. I, I, there has to be I another reason. There they, has to be another. They reason spent their money. Protesting. All I know is they either spent their money or they know somebody that had tickets to protest the new own the old owner who's no longer the owner. Yeah, for it's got to be something else for the style am, of which they're. Killing chickens for food. I uh, am not going to sell women short. I am sure that there's another reason. These women, I find it very illogical for women to be protesting an old owner. It's weird, bro. It's, it's yeah. It's I'm. Weird. A, I I may research that. Yeah, uh, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, I, it's stop. much more entertaining. It's much more entertaining to be left with the idea that women are so that these women. I ain't gonna say mm-hmm. all women. These women are so oblivious to sports that they didn't realize they were protesting the old owner. Yeah, it's it's crazy. It's I find it hard to believe. There's got to be something else. I got one last thing. Um, shout out to Miguel Cabrera. He got his three thousandth hit last week. Um, one of a few to have three thousand hits, five hundred home runs. Uh, future Hall of Famers got a World Series title. He's gonna, you know, be in Cooperstown one day. So, shout out to the homie, man. Um, and if you remember, yep, when when I when me and my wife did the Midwest trip, one of our stops was Detroit, and we went to a Tigers game, and we almost witnessed him hitting five hundred. You know, in terms of the home runs and stuff. So, um, shout out to him, man. It's legendary. Yep. yep. Uh, shout out to uh, Rough Buff, uh, Kevin Sanford in the Facebook Live. What's happening? What up? What up? Appreciate you, man. Um, he, you know, I've been meaning to uh, reach out to him because he had posted a picture of a basketball card of himself. He went to St. Peter's up in yeah. uh, Jersey. Mm-hmm. You saw it? Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shout out. Shout out to him for that. Um, that's it for the show, folks. Um, we appreciate everybody 
Shout out to the Facebook live chat. Shout out to all the viewers. Shout out to all the listeners. Um, don't forget, folks, you can check us out on social media. Follow us on Instagram at Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Barbershop S-P-O-R-2. Don't forget to check us out on the Facebook page. Click the like button. Also, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel. And if you got questions or comments about the show, you can hit us up at Barbershop Sports Talk 1 at gmail.com. So um, we're going to see what else weird is going to happen in these playoffs, man. Can't wait to talk about yeah. it next week, man. So that's it, folks. Maestro, one love. I'll let you next week. Bye, bro.